Hey, welcome to the Energy News Beat today. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. I got us a really fun one today. I mean, we've got Genevieve Collins. She is the state director for Texas for the Americans for Prosperity. And I am I have to have a little inside baseball here for our listeners. She's already been on the Crude Truth with Ray Trevino, and she's already been on the uh, energy question with the David Blackman. So thank you so much for stopping by. Well, Stu, save the best for last. So oh. I'm super excited to be here and thank you for having me. I'll have to pay you later. But you know, um, I, I absolutely think your mission uh, at Americans for Prosperity is mission critical. And can you, I notice you've also got your MBA and you got a background. Tell us, A, what the Americans for Prosperity is all about, because I love your web. I just bookmarked uh, the scorecard for our politicians page because I'm tired of all politicians. Did I, did I just say that? Sorry. <laughs> Hey, this this episode is off to a great start already. I hope your listeners are ready, are locked in and ready for a wild. All right. Well, uh, tell us about the Americans for Prosperity first. So Americans for Prosperity is the largest nationwide policy and grassroots organization in the country. We are the largest nonpartisan policy and grassroots organization with chapters in all 50 states. I happen to run Texas, but our sole mission is to really empower and educate our citizens across the country on the issues. You know, I'm so like you, I'm so over this, these divides that are happening in across our country on policy and really just tired of the 140 character tweets about policy. We actually want to make sure that folks are educated and then can leverage their voices to create the solutions and be a part of the solution that they need for their communities. So we're all about creating a grassroots army that is active, holding legislators accountable and making sure that they work for us and not the other way around. You got your work cut out for you. (laughs) Yeah. Never a dull moment. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you what I love about your, your website. I was uh, prepping for the, the interview and the scorecard I love. When you go through and you start looking at, we got to hold people accountable and our representatives, yes. I don't think represent us. Uh, very infrequently do they. And, and, and this is regardless of political party. So often what we see is that people campaign on various issues and they say that they're going to stand up for, uh, for parents and students and school choice, or they're going to stand up for the energy sector. And then all they do is just keep selling out oil and gas, right? There are so many people that say that they're going to do something and right. then they vote a completely opposite way. And there has to be a level of transparency in our political system. And, and it's not to be punitive. It's to be right. honest and candid. And we do it in that way. We say, this is who you actually are, not right. who you say you are. So that way, your community, your constituents can actually be informed and know the real you and either right. support or not based on your actual voting record. Well, you know, what is as a state director of Texas? I love me some Texas, by the way. I'm uh, I'm a Oklahoma uh, transport 
I didn't come from New York City, you know, one of them. Well, you're just in North Texas, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma, I, North Texas. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, anyway, Texas and Oklahoma, I love the rivalry between the schools and everything else. But um, what do you see as the director of I almost feel like I'm talking like Trump now, you know, I had to do this. Uh, oh God, uh, so you know, when when you see as the state director. What are the number one issues for Texicans? I mean, I would say there's top four (laughs) issues, actually. So in no particular order, but we because we work on policy, the number one policy issue is the economy, making sure that, you know, we don't pay too much in property tax, but that inflation is affecting all of us tremendously. And we have to actually have good budgetary and monetary policy at the federal level. Um, We make we have to make sure that real wages are growing uh, yep. because they're not. And that is affecting every American, not just every Texican. Uh, <laughs> and so the economy is the number one issue. Number two, healthcare. You know, most people right. don't know that Texas has the largest number of uninsured citizens in the country. And before we that. go, before we go and expand well. government run healthcare, there are a lot of other options that the state can do to provide innovative free market solutions that right. actually increase access to care, decrease costs, and provide price transparency. Those right. are the, ten- the tenants that we should be focusing on in healthcare, not just giving more to insurance. So healthcare right. is the number two issue. Right. Then we've got energy. Texas is a massive energy producing state. You know, we believe in an all of the above energy solution, but yep. you know, you can't be you can't be a Texan and not support the oil and gas industry. It is part, it has created what we call the Texas miracle, which I'm sure we'll get into, but making sure that the energy economy stays booming. And, you know, I fundamentally believe that when Texas is energy dominant, America can be energy abundant. That is, that we should be thinking about that. Thank you. That was very good. Uh, Hey, I'm going to interrupt you for one thing. Uh, I'm going to set the tone for our podcast listeners. Uh, I look like I normally do. I got, you know, my beautiful flesh colored hairline. But Genevieve, your body language is cool. I mean, I can tell that when you're oh, talking, you. you're talking about Texas. You're talking about passion. You're talking about not only you believe oh. in what you're talking about. I'm serious. When I look at people's body <laughs> languages and stuff, you believe what you're talking about. So, oh, Steve, sorry. That's so kind. I did not mean well, to interrupt you, but I had to tell our listeners. Well, I am a seventh generation Texan. So either I'm going to be the ambassador of Texas because I, I love Texas. Like any Texan, all we want to do is talk about how great Texas is. Yes. But, you know, but um, it's a great place and it's worth fighting for. And I believe that Texas has to lead the way for right. opportunity and prosperity and freedom for every American because right. we have to be the shining the shining city on a hill, you know, we have to provide hope that, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it and that you can do it in Texas. You know, the fun thing is, and I didn't mean to cut you off. We'll come back to it. I think that we get, I think we got three out of four. So, um, uh, but we'll get to that other fourth one here in a sec, but you know, Texas is so good at all the above. I loved, I want to hone in on that just a little bit and, all the above. We have wind, solar. I believe we passed California for, I can't remember if it's either wind or solar, 
and we have nuclear for wind wind. and and then we have uh, the legislator just put out a bunch of money for uh, backup power supply for natural gas. So, I mean, we're taking it right down that path and we're half the cost of power from California. So you can do renewable. You can do all the above. Um, Right. So, you know, uh, I mean, when fracking is a, oh, I'm sorry, Stu. uh, No, I'm so sorry. Um, What are you seeing from your political contacts on this? Because, you know, we know Ted Cruz loves uh, oil and gas. Uh, He's almost sane compared to, you know, other people out there. I'd love to talk to Ted. And, you know, if Ted's listening, you know, hey, someday I'd love to have you on here. But who is your biggest champion for your cause out there? Well, we're in the process of really coalescing the federal Texas delegation. You know, the the legislators, the members of Congress out of Houston are usually pretty great on our issues. Um, You know, I really like that Dan Crenshaw talks a lot about nuclear. That it's really interesting and something we should have more robust conversations around. August Fluger out in West Texas is an absolute champion for the oil and gas sector. And those two specifically, and I can talk about a bunch of different members, but what's interesting about how they talk about the oil and gas, or let me rephrase the energy sector, is that they're talking about innovation. They're not talking about maintaining the status quo because Texans love energy. They're talking about how to do things cheaper, cleaner, focus on domestic production and innovation. And that's the leadership that Texas can provide in the energy sector that, you know, members out of Florida or or, you know, Illinois can't not to pick on them. But there's just a level of Texan Texas know how, but also that because we are the largest wind producer in the country now, because we do produce. 25% 25% of natural gas in the country, we have this depth of knowledge and we should help lead the way in this idea that's not necessarily right. how does America be energy independent. I want to reframe the thinking around that because energy is traded on a global market. So right. independence is kind of a moot point, but we should be thinking about it as energy abundance. When America yeah. has so much energy to produce, whether it's wind, solar, nuclear, natural gas, oil, whatever it is, even Bitcoin mining, if you will, there is an opportunity for America to be energy abundant. And that's going to allow all of our allies across the world who desperately need our energy to actually look to us to be the innovative and prolific producers. And that's what I think we should be thinking about as as a nation. Well, uh, uh, excellent points. And I think for us to expand and really help out the the world is our export of LNG. And down at Chenier, the port of Corpus Christi with uh, Sean Strawbridge running that down there. You also uh, you have uh, Chenier Energy and you have all of that capabilities. One of the biggest problems we are having for wind, solar export facilities is regulations. How in the world are we going to fix regulations? This is like just taking a club and hitting us in the head and then try to do something smart. Yeah, I think that has to start at the top, to be honest. You know, um, not to be overly political, but the Biden administration, like the Obama administration, has put 
enormous burden and regulatory burden right. on this sector. And you know, this strict adherence to a climate agenda that is, I'm sure, something we all want. Right. Energy people that work in the energy sector are environmentalists by nature. Like that's right. part of the job. But this strict adherence to this agenda is actually to right. cutting us off at the knees. And I believe that we have got to have leadership at the top that actually says, no, we want to have partnerships with Canada and Mexico and have a pipeline that goes through the country. We want to be able to increase our production so that we can support our allies. That really does have to come from the top. That is a very, when are you running for office? I I would vote for you, uh, you know, in a heartbeat. That was a very good political answer, Genevieve. Well, I have run for office before. So, uh, and thankfully, I did not win my election for Congress, but because I would be miserable. Um, but um, that means you'd be good at it. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I just I hate I hate just sitting around on my hands and doing nothing. You know, yeah. I, I hate people that just argue for a living. That's why I was never a lawyer. Um, you know, at least they can get something done. But yeah, right. that's not for me. Um. So if you were, uh, if anybody's listened to this, uh, I've invited uh, RFK to come on. And so I I would love to talk to any politician because I want to hear all sides. I don't, you know, it was funny, Jenny, when I was working with the state uh, legislature in Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Texas, the Democrats and Republicans, you couldn't tell. They cared about the people. I mean, it's like, we let's go work for the people. You just can't, uh, you can't do that now. I don't, I don't understand that. I, I miss not being able to tell um, the difference between Republicans and Democrats. It doesn't seem like anybody has our best interest. I, I completely agree. And I think people forget, politicians forget that energy jobs are both high skill and low skill labor jobs. They're really good paying jobs all the way right. around. And they these jobs funnel and fuel the economy. Right. And we want to we want our citizens to be productive. We want them to have meaning. Right. And we want them to be able to afford a life that they want. And the energy sector does provide a significant salary for a lot of yes. folks. And these are yep. good paying jobs. So it, it, I not wish only we could more more recognize that. Not only good paying jobs, how much I th- I have to go fact check myself frequently since I graduate from Oklahoma State University. <laughs> um, you know, a, when you sit back and kind of look at, I believe it was a, a, the uh, money that the oil and gas tax uh, revenues for the state of Oklahoma was, I mean, excuse me, the state of Texas was phenomenal over the last year. I mean, it fixes oh, a bunch of problems. The oil, the revenues from the oil and gas sector alone have provided what in Texas we call the Texas miracle. And oh. it, it is Number like four. an actual <laughs> coin. Yeah, it's a coined thing where where the oil and gas revenues helps help pay for our infrastructure, help right. pay for our K-12 education system, and help produce, helps help uh, reduce our a property tax burden. So the revenues from wow. this one sector alone actually improve the lives of every single Texan. And people just don't know, don't remember that enough. Wow. 
you know, you sit back and kind of go, um, uh, I'm going to just steer off in a tangent to make an example. Saudi Arabia, I don't agree with their uh, social policies on, you know, humanitarian things. But the leaders of Saudi Arabia have done an excellent job with using oil and gas to the profits to fund the renewable energy. And I think that Texas is also leading the charge in the United States for that kind of leadership. So oil and gas is not the bad guy here. I mean, right. It's not a zero sum game. You know, it's not one one or the other. It's an all of the above. And why not use the proceeds from something that works like the oil and gas sector to help pay for not necessarily subsidize, but help pay pay the way for innovation, help pay the way for, hey, how do we continue to innovate, do better, reduce costs and produce things cheaper, cleaner and more domestic? So do you work with companies trying to help spread their word around or how do you also, who else do you work with other than uh, legislators and uh, other lobbyists and things? So we actually work mostly with communities. So in Texas, I have 13 offices across the state where we're in every major as well as, you know, small markets as well. But we really focus on talking to neighbors, you know, Actually creating a citizen, an informed citizenry, where those folks are not only able to express their point of view, but we're able to give them, you know, facts, we're able to give them a platform to share their opinions, and we're able to help them find their voice. So that way their voice can actually matter, whether it comes to local, state, or federal politics. You know, so often, I, I let me give you a quick example. So in in April earlier this year, I brought about, I don't know, 80 people to Austin for over the course of a week. And these are folks from communities, whether it's in Harlingen, Texas, which is in South Texas, or right. Lubbock, Texas, which is in the Panhandle, or Tyler, Texas, or Dallas, or wherever. We brought folks from all over the state to come testify and talk to their oh, state nice. reps about the issues that they care about, the issues that are affecting their lives. Right. And and we had someone, she came to testify on school choice. And this is a woman who had just become a U.S. citizen a year prior. She's a, she's a Mexican, now as an American. Nice. And she testified, she was so nervous that she testified in Spanish. And we had a translator there for her. But uh, 80 people that came, all of them, all of them, Stu, said, I didn't know that I could go to the Capitol. I didn't know that I could actually come and talk to these folks. I didn't know that I could testify for three minutes and just say my piece of, and what's on my heart. And that's How what's cool really that? fuf- it's really fulfilling to just watch people realize that they are part of civics and that they're part of making every Texan's life better. And that's what AFP does globally, or, excuse me, around the country. So we right. really encourage and we support people to use their voice to create the change they want to see. So um, as a, uh, let's say, because you do have corporate sponsors and individual sponsorships and those kind of things. Let's, let's start with this with two ways. Cause this is cool. I'm sorry. I, we got to If we don't get involved, I'm, I get excited about this kind of stuff. So just bear with me. Um, if we don't get involved and help fix anything, you're just going to be uh, relegated to whatever comes down the road. 
So if we all try to band right. together, what does a sponsorship or membership get people? Because that is really kind of cool to be able to go visit with things. But tell us about how people sponsor you or what the advantages are being a sponsor. Sorry if I gave you yeah. a shameless plug. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, actually, there is no membership entry. There is no level oh, wow. of sponsorship. This is all free. This is just creating more informed citizens that want to say, hey, stop. I have a voice. I have a point of view. And I have real needs that need to be met. So there's no level of sponsorship. All you have to do is go to our website, americansforprosperity.org. You can sign up to join our grassroots army. You know, ultimately, what we believe is that we have to kind of citizens and Grassroots have to claw back some of their power. You know, we have abdicated so much power to our politicians and let them make decisions on our behalf. But the reality is they work for us. And often they're making huge decisions about what's going to happen, what policies are going to flow down and really affect our lives. And they're not talking to us, but they work for us. And so we really focus on making sure that you don't have to pay. You don't have to be a part of a certain club. You don't even have to be a part of a certain party. But if wow. you care and want to have a civic duty and you want to say, I have a point of view, come join us. How fun is that? I mean, because, you know, I just love the fact that you're helping people understand that because if they don't understand education in the uh, energy space, doesn't matter if it's renewable or I know we're tired of saying it doesn't matter, but we have a worker shortage uh, across the entire energy space. So uh, if people want to keep the lights on, we're going to have some serious problems coming around the corner. So education is critical, not only for our students, but for our citizens uh, of Texas. How do you? Absolutely. Stu, let me just jump in real quick. One of the things that we do, so as a grassroots army, what we do, we go around the state, and this is AFP all in all of our state chapters. We go around the state and we knock on people's doors nice. and we have conversations with them on their front stoop. And we talk to them about the issues that we believe are going to make America better. Right. But we also solicit their input. We want to know, what do you think about our education system, our healthcare system? How is inflation affecting you? And then we use that information, at least in Texas, we use that information from the doors to in real time, go tell a legislator, hey, this is what your community members are actually saying. You need to listen because you're, we are the ones doing the hard work, doing that citizen contact, actually talking to people on the phones, uh, on their front doors, on social media. At, we throw events uh, on a ton of different topics. We're the ones talking to your community. You need to pay attention because we are the ones that can either help you or hurt you based on this information. Um, when we sit back and take a look, do you guys do polls? Because I don't trust do. single poll I see. <laughs> and if you're actually out there talking to folk, I might pay attention to yours. Yeah, we don't publish any of our polls that I'm aware of, um, but we do a ton of polling because part of being a, part, a grassroots army is that we work to get aligned policy champions elected. You know, I love that 
our point of view at Americans for Prosperity is not to just elect an R or a D, it's to create bigger policy majorities when we're actually able to think about, okay, how do we have, you know, in Congress, how do we have 218 votes on this one policy? Then suddenly we can get to yes a lot faster, regardless of the letter next to someone's name. I like that. Genevieve, how do you work with your, are you okay? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. uh, For our podcast listeners, uh, she did not have a heart attack. So she was pulling her her earbuds out. So yeah, my earpods died. So um, technology uh, issues. I have that effect on technology. You know, I walk <laughs> in the room and everything dies. But how do you work as a state director with the other chapters in in the thing, and then uh, the mothership? Uh, how does all that play in? Because grassroots to the mothership has got to be a lot of work. It is. There's never a shortage of work to do. And, you know, what I focus on is making sure that the Texas model that our legislative, our legislation and legislators are aligned and are passing policies that are improving people's lives and really focusing on free market solutions across our legislation. And I use that as kind of the backbone for how we grow our grassroots army. And then we take all of that and say, okay, at the federal level, how do we connect what we're doing with state policy and all of all of our grassroots to federal legislators? And then we'll we'll show them, hey, if it works in Texas, the good thing about Texas, there's 29 million people here that if Texas can figure out if we can get the policy right, it suddenly becomes model policy for the rest of the country. And so we can really export good ideas and good implementation of policy ideas across other state chapters. And then when you have a mass of more states doing the same thing, then suddenly we can start cobbling together federal legislation and really have our federal members champion that policy in Congress. So it's really this idea of of this bottom-up solution. You know, oftentimes government is this top-down, one-size-fits-all kind of policy where we're trying to change the paradigm and actually change how we should be surfacing bottom-up solutions that ideas and good policy should come from states. And then we implement that at the federal level. Um, I'm going to correct you. Okay. I did not agree with one of your points. I got I got to be a knucklehead. <laughs> Texas uh, is actually not only in, uh, influencing the United States, it's a global Im- impact. And the reason for that is if we take a look at our energy output in oil and gas, I think if we were a country, which the reason I'm a Texican is because we can secede from the union. I mean, that's Absolutely. in our we're a number three uh, oil and gas producer in the world. So, you know, I, I have to fact check myself. So yeah, we, we can't just say we're influencing the United States. We're, we're global. <laughs> Absolutely. We're the eighth largest economy in the world, third largest energy producing economy in the, in the world. So absolutely. We have oh, I got it right. Then. Nice. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm going to break my arm, pat myself on the back. Well, uh, Genevieve, this has just been absolutely exciting. How do people get a hold of you? Well, you can reach me personally at, on Twitter at G Collins TX. That's okay. G Collins TX. And then our website is Americans for Prosperity.org. 
You know, right. if you want to, if any of your listeners want to go to, uh, if they're interested in uh, education policy or health right. policy, uh, we have a website called supportschoolchoice.com. We would love to have you join us. And if you care about healthcare solutions across the country, there's another website called thepersonaloption.com. Think about it instead of a public option. We want to expand personal options where the patients are in control of their care. You have more access to care at a lower cost with price transparency and that Medicare and Medicaid are there for those that need it most. So visit us at personaloption.com slash Texas. You know, I'm going to let our podcast listeners know again, I stand by my comment that your physical body language <laughs> tells us that we, you know, uh, I used to investigate things. And when you take a look at people's body language, they're either lying. They hate their, t their they hate their uh, topic that they're doing. They love their job or they're passionate about your job. And I'm going to vote you for passionate oh, about your job. You know, so. I feel so blessed that every day I get to wake up as the state director of Texas and I feel like I can, I work to improve 29 million people's lives. You know, wow. it's incredibly fulfilling. And to know that just working at this company, we care about so many issues right. and, and we take it personal. I take it really personal to be the tip of the spear and say, you know what, I'm not going to let either side walk all right. over my freedoms, my beliefs my opportunity and the prosperity that I am right. working towards. I love that we're the tip of the spear and um, it's, it's incredibly fulfilling and that we get to touch people's lives, you know, watching someone understand and grow in their own beliefs and their, and feel empowered in that. It's such a joy. It is truly well, a joy. Well, thank you so much. And my, my mission is just make people's lives miserable by myself. <laughs> You know, I, anyway, thank you again for your time. Uh, it is very valuable and I do appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.